mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 293 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace, and I keep waiting for this dog to bark. <laughs> and today we are watching SG Atlantis yes. Season 4, yeah. episode 18, yeah, yeah. Kindred Part 1. Yes. AKA, I'm not raised, <laughs> not yet human. That's my AKA. Mine is just the one where we got him back. Oh, I love that. I'm still processing that. Yeah, so... so oh. I still don't believe that we've got... It's kind of like when Daniel came back. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't believe it yet. I don't believe. It's a thing. We'll get to it. I don't believe. I want to believe. So, Kaylee. So, we... Uh, I Kaylee. I Kaylee this week. Um, I will say the one thing, there is one thing. I know there's there's not a lot of new sort of media content for us between last week and this week besides mm-hmm. more Legend of Vox Machina. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a series that I did not know had premiered. Oh. I think it premiered just this past week. Ah, okay. It's on Netflix. Okay. It is by, it's by Shashanda, Shonda, it is by Shonda. Shondaland. Shondaland. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was an extra Shondaland. No, Shonda Rhimes. It's It's by Shonda Rhimes. Um, Inventing Anna. Oh, with Anna Clumsy? No. Or Anna Delvaney. Okay. It's about Anna Delvaney. Okay. A.K.A. Anna Sorokin. Oh, the girl who faked who she is? Yes. What's the show that I saw that I... Okay, never mind. I've got things confused. It's fine. (laughs) it's like, I did hear about that it's not like the greatest show ever but it's real good to binge it looks like fun and I will tell you who I do not know the actress's name but the woman playing Anna is fucking fascinating to watch that's cool I'm into it she is it's this weird like you don't know what accent it is Okay. But it's because you don't know if she was German or Russian or what. Yeah. I remember seeing, catching that. Jesse and I watched the trailer for it and we yeah. caught that. And I was like, I love that you can't place the accent. You can't. And he's like, that's what a good uh, grifter does. Yeah. Because the idea is for you to map onto the things that feel familiar and, and be able to like just whatever doesn't, you just don't. This, it is fucking fascinating to watch and uh, the again the woman playing Anna and I wish I knew her name but I do not because I didn't prepare that much um, she is so good at playing this is she just way she's way too fucking smart for her own good and like slightly condescending Interesting. it's worth a binge for sure in my book uh, Anna Clumsy is in it. She plays Vivian. Okay. The girl who plays Anna Delvey is Julia Garner. Okay. Um, who 
There's also an Ozark, apparently. Yeah, that's what I saw, but I've never seen Ozark, so. Okay, I've yet to watch Ozark as well. Um, oh, she's in The Americans, which I've started watching. Okay. Um, she had to have been young in The Americans. Yeah, yeah. Because she's not, she, you know, she's, she's not old now. No. Um, I have been reading uh, an older book that some of you might know. It's right on the same vein as Cersei. Mm-hmm. But these I'm reading with my ear holes. Yeah. Uh, Ariadne. Which is similar concept. Yeah, I, I, I haven't read it, but like the name is familiar for sure. Well, yeah. So again, it's her story from the voice of a woman versus from. It's like. I don't want to be too controversial because I don't actually know these concepts enough. Yeah. But I like to think of it as like, whereas some of these stories were originally written in the male gaze, yep. if you will. Mm-hmm. These are now written from the female perspective. Boy, you got to read Miss of Avalon. I know that. But like what I'm saying is it fits in. Yeah, the like, same. Well, you're I'm warming up these? into yeah, I'm warming up into it. Yeah. Uh I'm getting there. I promise. Please don't be mad Oh, at it's me. fine. It's fine. And you know what? It's almost like it's taking this long, so by the time you finally start reading, it's gonna be like that much sweeter. Oh, well, and here's the thing too. I'm in the place right now mentally where I can't take in a lot. Yeah. Uh I thought I would be as soon as work was over, as soon as school School's was over. over. And then work became this really interesting model because I think yeah. we have these very cool bosses who were like, hey, we see that you just graduated. We see that you're ready for more. Here's we see more. that you're doing these things. We're about to give you a world, <laughs> a world to yeah. play in. And and so that's been my, my since I graduated, it's been just full. I hit the ground running. Yep. Uh, it's very smart it's a very smart way to keep um, yeah to keep the people who work for you who want to keep growing who are who want to keep doing stuff it's a it's i'm sharing it as someone who's one of those people Mm -hmm. it's how to keep them satisfied yeah because i know and i respect that some people go to work and come home and that's what work is work is just a a a way to make money to do the other things that make you happy and that's and that's okay too i love the work exactly specifically the kind of work that i get to do uh it's a very specific thing i'm one of those nerds that's really into it i I, you can't give me too many meetings. <laughs> I'm not the person that doesn't want to talk to everybody. Believe it or don't. Yep. Because um, usually I am the introvert. But I love the work that I do. And so they just piled it on in yep. a good way. Uh, so I I like I don't want to find something that I want to get into. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like trying to read around it, if you will. Yeah. You got started at some point, though. I might. Here's my hope. My hope is to take it on this trip. Yeah. That we're taking soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like binge eat it. Ooh, oh, don't worry. <laughs> I'll bring books too to binge. Yeah. Um, because you know me, I don't always need to be in the water. So <laughs> I'm not fully waterproof all the time yeah exactly um but the one more book unrelated to that one um that i picked up if you're a true crimey fan if you were into yellow jackets like i was it's a book called we were never here okay it's about these two friends that like to go backpacking okay and then something dark happens interesting and that's that's where that goes i will say i'm still reading um 
God, I just forgot the name of like the next book in the series, but I'm still reading the Stormlight Archives. Um, I am listening to like the third time in a row the the um, Kith and Kin, the Lord oh, of the, Ra- the, the, the Rings, the 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 Critical Role book. I think I am gonna get that soon. We are due for an audible. Like I think we have an audible yeah. credit hanging out. You guys are gonna hear some beeping. That's me. It's my robot body parts. Yep. I apologize. It's not your house. It's not your earbuds. <laughs> it's not your microwave. It's, uh, it's a grace. It's a grace's robot parts. It's a grace. Uh, but yeah, uh, honestly, Kith and Kin is real funny. Even if you don't know Critical Role, it's a great, uh, it's a great, and I will highly suggest the audiobook because it is oh, read right. by people who are really good at doing audiobooks. Yay. Because they, they voice things. They're good that. at that acting with their voice parts. Voice acting. <laughs> It's like they're the voice in the machine. February 22nd, 2008. <laughs> Welcome back, Connor Trenier, mm-hmm. Mitch Pelegi, Christopher Heiderall. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and they didn't have his name at the beginning of the episode as to not to sup- spoil some surprise, even though I'm pretty sure the editor put in some teasers. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome back. Polly McGillian. Interesting. You're never dead in sci-fi. Nothing ever really dies. We'll get to him. Don't worry. Oh, boy. We have words. Mine are all good. Yeah. So previously on Stargate Atlantis, Todd had a number of ships supporting him as he helped lead the attack against the replicators and... Afterwards, also at ships, the Athosians disappeared, as we come to find out, six months ago. Mm. Seriously, what's up with that? Uh, and one of them is the father of Taylor's not-yet-born kid. She so she was barely pregnant Yeah, when they disappeared. Yeah, yeah, Gotcha. Because uh, she didn't find out until some time afterwards. It's funny, in my brain, they'd been gone for a long time, but then I forgot that she was pregnant, and I was like... <laughs> Taylor's not an elephant. She hasn't been pregnant for like three years. It's not possible. Yeah. Cut straight to the seeming funeral for Kanan. Oh, yeah. The father of Taylor's child, Sam giving Taylor her condolences. Really, Taylor thought that Mm -hmm. she could save him. Sam assures her that he is at peace now. Yeah, he's got the full call Drogo fire. Yep. Her whole team is there. Um, Fire pyre. Fire pyre. Fire, funeral pyre. As, as Taylor goes to light the pyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fire. After the fire hits him, suddenly he's just awake and screaming out for Taylor and in pain. Okay, I have to share. <laughs> you do, because it's hilarious. Because it was fucking funny. <laughs> because we're watching it, and I'm sitting here being the asshole that I am. And I'm like, oh no, he's not dead. He's going to wake up any minute now. Ah! And, then and then he does. He and I does. was like, oh shit. <laughs> No like. No thank you. Suddenly seeing that on screen is way worse than the humor in your head. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. You manifested it. Yeah. It's like um, there's an episode in Yellow Jackets where they go to burn someone because they've died. Spoilers. Then he died. (laughs) It's one of the, it's like a buried alive fear. You know what I mean? Like, please make sure I'm fully dead, but before you do whatever ritual thing you're going to do, before you throw me in the incinerator, it's like the bell. They used to have the bells. Yeah. Yeah. Tombstones. But like, what do you do if you're getting like incinerated? You, You don't. You don't. 
You don't. You don't. You aren't alive for much longer. I guess this is how I went. <laughs> yeah. It's not pretty though. The, yeah. And then suddenly we find out it is just it is just a nightmare. <laughs> it's just it's just dreams. It's Look, Taylor. some of us have really cool dreams about you know pastries. Yeah. Some of us invented pastries in their dreams. It's important. Some of us dream funeral pyres. Everything's fine. It's fine. End credits. Mm-hmm. The next day in the infirmary, Keller is updating Sam on a new sickness in the galaxy. Currently is infecting seven planets. Okay, I'm going to do it. Okay. A novel virus, if you will. <laughs> okay, that's all. That's all. Uh, John and McKay come in. McKay douses his hands in way too much hand sanitizer. Like we all know that feeling so intimately now. Of yeah, like, big vibes. Like you, like the little automatic machines give you like three times the amount of hand sanitizer. You're, you're like, like what do you it's do? It's fine. With it? I'm just gonna, you know, up to my armpits. <laughs> or or oh. somehow you just share it with the next person. Yeah, yeah. So like, what do I do? Just like slap my face with it, like aftershave. <laughs> what do I? What do I do? You know um, there's no cuts on McKay's hand, though. No. Uh, you, <laughs> you know he's also a double masker based oh. on this vibe. Well, like, yes. He's a mask and shield wearer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they say it's eight planets now. Mm. Since they just came from a planet, has all the same symptoms. It's respiratory difficulty heading straight to organ shutdown. So that's fine. That's totally fine. That's from A to Z real uh-huh. quick. Um, they can't track how it's spreading. Because okay. the planets don't really have contact with each other. Like, they have shared contacts. Right. But those aren't sick. This, You know, they're they're not making the link in the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, Mm-mm. if you will. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, and if this tracks, like, the, early, the, the, the infections on the first planet that was infected, it does eventually settle out. But 30% of the population dies in the process. Yeah, that's, I mean, things are things. So if you include all of the currently infected planets, and I'm assuming that Keller's number only has the seven planets, mm-hmm. uh, you're looking at 200,000 dead. Yeah. So that's that's a thing. Yeah. It's it's weird how desensitized I we know. are to those numbers now. I know. That's a large number. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So Taylor is having coffee, or sorry, tea. There's a tea, there's a little tea thing hanging off it. Yeah. Tea in the mess hall, because also Taylor's pregnant and wouldn't be having that much coffee. Also, I don't see like Taylor's a coffee person. I mean, it's the caffeine, right? Tea's got enough caffeine. No, in but itself. it might be, it might be not, there's not, maybe herbal. That's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. There's and herbal tea. And, tea. and yeah, I agree. I think Taylor is a tea person. Yeah. Because she seems like a more ritual yeah. drinker. Exactly. Uh, anyways, McKay walks up holding badly, hiding a gift, um, quickly updating her on what Color said. And when she's like, "What? What's behind your back, McKay?" Well, he's been he's been waiting for the right time to give her this, but you mm-hmm. know, crazy times and all yeah. that. Hands her a box, and for a moment, for a moment, you're like, "Oh, this is going to be really, really sweet yep. and adorable." Yep. What well, kind of cute? Like a little. A little, a little rattle. A little, yeah. I thought rattle too. A little laptop. A little my first mouse. Or like it's like one of those books where it's like baby's first physics. Or yeah, something. yeah. Baby Einstein. Yeah. Whatever's. Yeah. Um, he riffed off the idea of playing music and recordings for the baby sure. while it's you know in the womb, 
and and gifts her an MP3 player and headphones in a couple hours of McKay talking about his more groundbreaking accomplishments. And I mean, <laughs> the most self-serving <laughs> and sweet is—it's the thought, right? It really did come from a really interesting place. I mean, McKay was thinking about her son. He was. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't feel like he went into this and went, hey, little dude, I've got some ideas to tell you. He was just like, this is McKay. I'm here ranting about the things that I'm going to rant about. I mean, here's a good question. Like, here's here's why I think it. we know McKay has grown over the course of this series. Yeah. I have a hunch McKay sent jack shit to his sister right? while she was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question. Yeah. Did he record this and then decide to give it to Taylor? Or did he think I should record this for Taylor's baby? Oh, I 100% think that he recorded it for Taylor's baby. Then, then it's a big gift. Yes. I 100%. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I 100% think that in the recording, he is talking to Taylor's kid. I really, really, really hope that this kid digs science and is like somehow McKay's favorite uncle, even though it's like, why? Nobody likes him. <laughs> why is he here? He's like, I love him. Why isn't Ronan? Yeah. It's like, no, this one. <laughs> or even John. Like yeah. if Ronan's a little scary, like, yeah. nope. This is my no, favorite I uncle. I weirdly have a hunch that, like, no no kid of Taylor's is going to find Ronan scary. Well, that's true. Yeah. But just the idea of, like, there's other obvious answers, but it's yeah, like, nope, Dr. McKay. Dr. McKay. He's so funny. It's like in the Gilmore Girls when those kids were, like, loved Michelle. It's It's Uncle Rodney. It's Uncle Rodney. <laughs> I like it. Um. Anyways, uh, similar question: Who's throwing her the baby shower? Because there's not like a place to gather baby things on Atlantis. Who's putting it together? That's like, who's what I mean. thinking of it. That's what I mean. Because Heitmeyer's gone. Katie's gone. Yeah. Her friend Dr. Houston's gone. Keller, maybe? Keller's the most likely because Sam's not going to think of it. Sam won't think of it, but I think if Keller's like, hey, this is what we're supposed to do she'll this. She'll go along with it. She'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. Weirdly. Well, if Carson's back. <laughs> Carson's throwing Carson's it. throwing the baby Carson's shower. 100%. I weirdly see also it occurring to John. Yeah, John knows that they're supposed to happen. That's Especially why. John knows protocol for parties. Which is why I'm thinking John would think of it because he knows the pre-protocol. John's going to think of it and then ask somebody else to do it. Yeah, by the way, are you going <laughs> to is anyone going to throw her like a shower? Is, yeah. Someone going to like make a cradle for this thing? Yeah. This is supposed to happen. By the way, we <laughs> need diapers. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and diaper genies, because I don't want this entire planet to smell like baby poop. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. Uh, McKay rolls high enough on his insight to know that something is not... Yeah. Something off of Taylor. Sure. And he sits down, and she wasn't really... She was debating on telling anyone, Mm -hmm. but she had a vision last night. Okay. About Kanan. 
And yeah. she thinks it was a message that he is still out there, that she can't abandon the search for the Athosians. And McKay's like, you, you were sleeping, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I think it's a dream or anything, but... You- Listen, like I said before about my pastry dreams. Yeah. Some dreams need to be manifested. They do. And whether or not Kanan was there or whatever you think happens during dreams, sometimes the messages your brain gives you are things that need to become reality. 100%. Whether it's in structurally unsound pastry... (laughs) Consisting of croissant layers. Which is why you build it in D&D. Or finding your missing baby daddy. Yep. Yeah. Taylor knew that McKay would doubt her. She shouldn't have said anything. And McKay points out, he's like, look, I mean, I've been cocooned inside an alien spacecraft and I've had another person live inside my head with me. And I've met like not one, but two other versions of me. So who, who am I to judge? Fair. I mean, if you say yeah. it's a vision, I totally believe it's a vision. Cut to the next scene with him talking to John and he seriously doubts it was vision. a vision. Look. Rodney can only be so progressive. <laughs> At least he didn't say it to her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, these things that he saw or that he's experienced, they truly did happen. But it's not going to suddenly change his instinct. No. His instinct is going to be to call bullshit. But again, the growth, he did not yep. say it to Taylor's face. Yeah, he didn't call it to her face. Yes. Agreed. So, yeah, he's walking and talking with John. John points out that she's had visions before, and, and McKay's like, yeah, contact with the Wraith, not other humans. And yeah. the oceans have been missing for six months. Hints! I mean, Hints! Are, they're dead. Yeah. Sorry, just contact with the Wraith. Yeah. We should have known. We should have all known. It's all there. And, and well, there's a lot of other things that lead to that end reveal, too, yeah. that are peppered into this episode. Just a little peppered. But what does McKay want John to do? Like, tell Taylor to give up hope on finding her people? Sure, yeah. That's, uh... That's not something to do ever. No! No. Killing hope is not helpful. Beautiful Atlantis night shot. Taylor is sleeping and has another vision. Yep. Uh, the light change by here, by the way, is stunning. Yeah. Uh, she wakes up in her bed which is down the middle of the forest and by the way i want that bed yeah it is a very cool looking bed we did have a discussion about the pillows yeah but other than the couple of beaded pillows it does look incredibly comfortable the Athosians do texture like no one else yes uh in front of her Kanan just materializes and he has a moment seeing that she's very pregnant and realizes what that means for him but then yeah. has to let that go and drive through to the point yep he tells her that she has to come and save us. Mm-hmm. And he can't directly tell her where they are, but he pulls a, his necklace off and holds it out to her. And Taylor bought him this. It's a map. In a village of Croya, she yep. remembers. Yep. He gives it to her and he tells her to come find me. A call to adventure, if you will. And she wakes up, her hand is empty, but she is standing up with her hand out in the same way that she was in her vision. Mm-hmm. How much did you think that pendant was going to be in her hand? I really wanted it to be. <laughs> I think the first time I watched it, I assumed it was going to be in her hands. I really did want it to be in her hand. If this was fantasy, it would have been. That's fair. So clearly she went to John, explained all this, who is now relaying her request to Sam. Mm-hmm. 
John's not entirely sure what the significance of the pendant is beyond she gave it to Kanan before he disappeared, but she bought it from a guy on a peaceful trading settlement, and she thinks Kanan is sending her a message or a clue. Sam's like, well, what do you think it is? And mm-hmm. John, I love this. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's Taylor, so we owe her to go. Yep. It's Taylor. She wouldn't question going for us. We're going. Well, and also how frequently does Taylor like raise? That, yeah. Yeah. She's how often is she demanding to go to an off planet site? Yeah. So Sam's only reservation is that they're stretched pretty thin dealing with the plague. Mm-hmm. So John's going to make it quick. Yep. And we come to a beautiful field that we're walking through. The whole team is there. Uh, Taylor tells them that she bought the pendant from an artisan in Croya. Yeah. Uh, and it's a common thing among the Athosians to present gifts like it as yeah. expressions of admiration uh-huh. and respect. And you would think that Jason Momoa just ad-libs this. He just kind of like elbows McKay in the arm and is like, maybe I'll pick you something up over there. And he's like, really? And he's like, no. It's the perfect sibling move. Oh, for people you love? I should do that. And really? Just, no, I hate you. You're and stupid. And just laughs. Yeah. It's so perfect. It's so perfect. Also, uh, John, looking pretty good in those sunglasses. Uh, there. I have a thing for, avi- for aviators. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are my prefer. All my sunglasses are aviators. I like a good Wayfair. Uh, well, we've Wayfarer, discussed our difference but, in yeah. sunglass style. I think we have, but he's wa- rocking those, and they're a slightly different shape, which is yeah. just perfect. Yeah, I I've said before, and I will say again that my entire preference for sunglasses is solely and completely because of Top Gun. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, I'm here for it. Yeah, it's hundred percent Top Gun. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite movies from my early childhood. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, anyway, so John does clarify what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask around if Taylor gets any of her Taylor senses. She's like, I know, I know. I head straight for the gate and leave the rest of you guys to deal with it. Yep. It's fine. I scared the dog. It's, it's fine. fine. Uh, once they get there, like, I would go shopping in this market. 100%. I want some of that bread. I want some the of the bread. bread. looks delicious. I want some of the texture. They have beautiful baskets. A pot of sh- I would buy half the shit there. Um, they obviously get looks. Listen. Mm-hmm. Listen. You have emphasized multiple times that this is a peaceful trading planet. And two of you are obviously overarmed. Yeah. I, th- I thought... I thought- <laughs> Ronan, at least, is, like, is his blaster sidearm. Like, that's... Well, and also, can we tone down a little bit on the militant yeah. outfits or nah? You know what? I even think that if they they could have left the vests and everything, like, if, just don't bring the P90s. That's true. Anything. Just... Or just fucking throw a robe over that shit. Something. Something. But they obviously get a ton of looks. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the large weapons in front of McKay and John are what's catching most eyes. Mm-hmm. Taylor heads to the stall where the artisan was and finds a basket maker. Yep. And asks where she can find the other artisan. And, and the lady's like, he's gone. Interesting. There's a sickness that took the village weeks ago and him and 40 others are dead. He, I'm going to make a terrible joke. He went down with the sickness. <laughs> I hate myself. 
That's all. <laughs> Moving on. Back in Atlantis. <laughs> Keller calls Sam down to the infirmary. Yeah. Because she knows what's making the people sick. And yes, we have encountered it before. It's the Wraith Killer. You know, another callback. Mm-hmm. It's a unique protein originally created by the inhabitants of a planet called Hoth. <laughs> Not Hoth. No. Hoth. But I want it to be Hoth. Neither of these women were here when the shit with the Hothans went down. Yeah. Um, But they do know it not only killed the feeding wraith, but half of the people who took it. Can we make a drink called a Wraith Killer and yep. then somehow it has a Slim Jim in it because it's got to have a unique protein? <laughs> it's a it's a Slim Jim swizzle stick. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe <laughs> like a Bloody Mary or something because it's blood and so I it's know. a killer. We can. I don't like Bloody Marys, I but know. I would have it for the joke. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, I, hope, I will drink your Bloody Mary. <laughs> I will have your Wraith Killer. And uh, Bartender Nick loves Bloody Marys. Yes, we're going to make a wraith killer. So this contagion also is not one that spreads naturally. Mm. This has been spread artificially. And as Keller points out, it is mass murder. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm really busy writing wraith killer recipe <laughs> down. <laughs> Still on the planet, John finds Taylor. They've gone through the market twice now. Like, no one here knows anything. Like, they're done. We need to go home. Mm-hmm. But Taylor is far from ready to go. She knows there's something here. She was guided here. Canon told her to come to this village. And John's like, Look, Taylor, you're going through a rough time. It's been stressful. You want answers. That's totes understandable. But, like, maybe think if that's clouding your vision a touch he's doing everything he can to not say you're being irrational but saying Uh you're being irrational yes and taylor has some controlled frustration here Mm -hmm. and she's like is it the interpretation of the vision you're questioning or the fact that it was a vision itself don't answer that (laughs) there's no good way to do it find a snickers yeah Find the stickers. Yeah. Oh uh, no, does that my mom calling me? <laughs> I'm gonna start using that as an adult. Is that mom? Mom? <laughs> my mom's calling me, I gotta go. <laughs> John isn't playing this game because if there was something to find, they would have found it and they have to go. And he just turns around and radios the guys that they're yeah. leaving as Taylor essentially just throws her hands up in frustration. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Back on Atlantis in the conference room, Keller also updates John and McKay along with Sam about more details about the Hoffman drug. Mm-hmm. It's almost an exact match. Mm. It's slightly different because it's been improved. Yeah, if because... that's the word you want to use, yeah. <laughs> Let's go with it. it. I mean, it only kills 30% instead of 50 It's true. No idea how he plants were inoculated without knowing it, and Keller guesses food and water supply. Uh-huh. The question is who? Keller's like, maybe the Hoffins, and McKay's like, eh, there's not really ma- Hoffins aren't doing much of anything these days. Yeah. Interesting. Civilization was slightly wiped out. Yeah, a little bit. John wonders if maybe if you survive, they're planning payback. But either way, the plants infected are random. Purposely so. 
just to throw off the wraith because they have no clue now which of their their food planets are infected or not. Right. If you know, you can't know where the poison is, yep. you gotta eat. So McCain knows from experience that soon they'll become hangry. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say hangry, but clearly it's hangry. But then he means hangry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam knows they have to head back to Hoth where hopefully there's answers. So they. Where hopefully there's answers. I don't know what's gotten into me today. It's, uh, it's the energy drink. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly it. There's. So while this is going on, Taylor has other priorities. She's meditating in a room and again. Fantastic lighting change. Yeah. And again, she's talking with Kanan in the in her, her mind forest. Uh-huh. Instead of a mind palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would she have would've... a mind forest. Yep. I'm pretty sure mine... I don't know what mine would be. It's the mind laboratory. <laughs> I don't know. It might be a... You know what it means? You know, you know it might be? It's more of, like... I don't know how to elaborate this except for, like, Lord of the Ringsy, but it's, like, the lab... Is it nature? Is it Rivendell Palace? Okay. Like combo. Sure. Palace slash forest. Yeah. Like perfectly manicured, gorgeous that I could never create in real life. I love it. Yeah. Yours is just a mind food cupboard. Donut factory. (laughs) Steampunk donut factory. Yep. Yep. Food. Gotta make the donut. So he doesn't know, Kanan doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who took him, but again emphasizes that the answers are there in the village. And she's like, I was there. How frustrating is it to be a ghost (laughs) slash dream interpretation slash message in a hologram? You can never get your message. Communication is so rough every single time. Mm -hmm. That's all. She's like, how about something direct? Mm -hmm. No clues. And Kanan's like, look, you were so close and time is running out and we need you. And he holds his hand out and tentatively she reaches out to take it. And once they touch hands, her vision fades and she's back into her room. No touching. No touching. Can't touch the ghost. So she goes to explain this to Sam. And I love this scene. I love how the yeah. scene starts with Sam like, you're a druid and I'm an artificer and I'm trained to think critically and I don't know how to take the same faith leaps you can. It's science and faith uh, trying to find a common This is ground. our gnomes talking. Gnomes talking. They're gnomes talking about gnomes. Disguise. Oh my God. Can our gnomes. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Can Sam. Yep. Gnome Sam. Gnome Sam. Yeah. Create a box yeah. that captures uh-huh. your voices. I'm pretty sure I can. And then the gnomes yeah. could start a gnome cast. Yep, yep. Where they talk about food. Yeah, I'm here. And probably other things. No, our, our indie and our gnomes <laughs> are going to start a podcast. Yes! This is, this is legit canon happening at this point. The West Run gnomes. I think my favorite part is, maybe it's not even recorded, it's just us in the evenings sitting around camp talking like we have a podcast. Gnome bones about it. <laughs> this is the name of our podcast. <laughs> That's the name of our D&D characters uh. podcast. <laughs> legit happening you know what fred will record them yes you know what they're not even put out fred just records them and he just has them and he has them yeah and we just talk into fred 
Yeah. And everybody else gets annoyed. For those of you who don't know, Fred is, <laughs> is in, my character's uh, automaton corgi Automaton. <laughs> yes, I love all of this so much. This makes me never give me this energy drink again, <laughs> or always give it to me again. I don't know what the answer For is. For those of you who don't know, there is a very random old old school energy drink called Bulls B A W L S. <laughs> that uh we got i got a case of for christmas and uh it's it's the only energy drink i like and and i was lagging before the record and now we're here this is worse than alcohol and coffee i think so (laughs) it's like it's like the downsides of both not downsides and like actual downsides, but the chaos production. The of chaos both. of both. The the entropy. No, am I using the right word? No. <laughs> this like this the energy that it dispels. That's like kind of like the like yeah. the you know that yeah. that, that has nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. Is more than the ones that it's less stable, if you will. Yes. Okay. I like it. Random fun fact: because we were talking about our D and D characters, my my character's name is Sam. She has a secret first name that she doesn't tell anyone. Oh. Um, but her na- last name is Ashla, which is directly taken from Star Wars as Ahsoka's oh. original name and slash also the name, slightly another name for the Force. I did not know that. Yeah. That was taken to be her Star Wars connection. Because she's also slightly influenced by Ahsoka Tano. Donnie, much like Taylor, doesn't have a last name because yeah. that's not a thing you do. She's Taylor of the Athosians. Yep. Donnie of the Olone. 100%. The end. I don't know if you, you, you have heard Sam's first name once, but no one was paying attention. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. She had to say it. Remember that cursed dagger? No, I do remember you saying it. Yep. But no one took it in. I might have. There's a couple people that have been furiously writing down. Yeah. Yeah. I have to in look at my notes. In depth, Sam has a first name she hates. And then can I tell you actually the reason for her... her for her to have a first name she doesn't like. Why? MacGyver. Nice. Because she was also heavily inspired by MacGyver. That makes sense too. Who hates his first name mm-hmm. and never uses it. I love it. And so that is why Sam has a first name that she doesn't like and she never uses. I love it. The three major influences for my DZ character Sam Carter, MacGyver, and Ahsoka Tano. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah, that's me in Yay. a nutshell. We were talking about science versus Sam. faith. So Taylor knows how to talk to scientists. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, maybe there is an explanation to this. Uh, Kanan also has the gift. Yeah. Wraith DNA, which again can only be said like Mr. DNA from Jurassic Park. Wraith <laughs> DNA. DNA. Yeah. It's rare, as we've heard Taylor say before. And when you have the gift in, in her village, like you're othered. You're not shunned away, but you're still different. You're still othered in a way. And and Kanan, since childhood, is the only other person who could understand this. Sure. Because the only person she knew, really, who had this ability. And so they have never communicated with it before, but she knows, and she knows what this looks like. Yeah. She knows what everyone is thinking. She sees what she wants to see. She believes what she wants to believe, but it's not, this is not that case. Mm. And Sam pauses. She's like, okay, when John gets back from Hoff, and she's like, no, I can't wait for John to get back. Yeah, time, I gotta do this. Time is running short, and I've gotta go now, and there's this long pause, and it's it's tense. 
not like aggressively tense, but there but, is some tension. Well, there's no, there's no clear answer. Yeah. And these are women that are really good at going, I'm going to pause and the clear answer is going to show up yeah. and it's not showing up. So it's like, fuck. Yeah, Taylor reminds Sam that she doesn't need permission to leave unless you're going to try to restrain her. Yeah. And finally, Sam calls Lauren over the radio and yeah. basically tells says his team will escort Taylor on the way back to the planet because she's not letting Taylor go back there alone. Yeah, good. And she goes, thank you, Colonel. And Sam goes, well, call me Sam. Mm. And she goes, thank you, Sam. And I, oh, love, I love this that. bond, this, this potential for such a cool friendship. Sisters. Sisters. I forgot the words. <laughs> oh, I know that scene very well. Good. It's my favorite Christmas movie. It's a good one. It's so ridiculous. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. In the best way possible. There's so many issues with that. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> Meanwhile, Huff looks... Rough. Yeah. It's bombed out. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's looking at different places. No one's finding anything. Um, it's more than just random destruction McKay notices. Like, he's at what was the repository of all Hoffman knowledge. Yeah. And what he's looking for is just missing. Somebody did some exacting work Someone looted. getting things out. Yeah. Someone preluded. Mm -hmm. And he hears a noise behind him. John up on the roof in his cool sunglasses like it's probably rats. Yeah, I like the, that you said everyone's looking in different places. I don't know that John's looking. John's... More than waiting on everyone yeah. else to look. He's looking in a broad scope. Sure. He's like, maybe something will pop up randomly in the sky. Uh, Ronan is shooting womp rats in his T-16 yeah. <laughs> back home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somehow the idea of rats freaks McKay out more than like a person back there. Oh, yeah. He goes and looks closer. He's about to call out to John from our backup. He goes to investigate, calling out to whoever's there. It's very dark, very creepy. And no, it's not rats. It's uh, <laughs> children. Surviving children. It's a whole bunch of survivor children uh -huh. who run out there like rats. I mean, Scaven scavenger rat children. Uh, he does corner one of them asking who they are. The kid just looks scared. It's just scared. Mm hmm. No, he says please, nothing. Please don't yell at me. Do you have any food? Uh, yeah. Uh, he goes, John McKay's like, can you help me find medical stuff? And I'm like, yeah, because this kid knows where right, that is. Right, because he knows what sure. that means at all to begin with. Yeah. And he, the kid does tell him that by the time they got here, most of the good stuff was gone. They're just picking through what's left. And mm -hmm. this planet has legit just turned into a post-apocalyptic film. It's the road. This is the road. <laughs> yeah. Um. Once McKay calls John to update him on the kid's situation, the teen pushes back him and runs. Pretty sure all the Hoff and Wraith killing drug knowledge wouldn't mean anything to these kids. Yeah. But whoever was here looking for it knew exactly what to look for. Mm-hmm. In the village of Korea, more a little, little, little touch back into Lauren's backstory Just a little again. bit, yeah. Uh, every Sunday, he would stroll down to the Bay Area and find the flea markets. Yeah. Where you could find anything you wanted and some things you didn't. Mm-hmm. I know flea markets. Yes. They're the best. Flea markets are fun. Every Sunday, my dad would take whoever was awake to the flea market. I did not go to nearly as many flea markets, and I... I keep meaning to hit flea markets because I think they're fun. Mm -hmm. I just never... We need to hit a flea market sometimes. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. 
There's a couple. Good, I know of there's a couple, couple large ones. Yep. Yeah. Um. So as they stroll, Taylor finds the merchant actually, or finds a merchant showing off a black pendant to someone across yep. the way. Mm-hmm. Taylor then pulls out a hidden dagger, and then beelines it to the merchant. Yeah. And Lauren's like, um. Taylor's now <laughs> looking to use diplomacy. Uh-uh. 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 Or anything here. No. She's going full Grago. Remember when we agreed that Taylor was druid with a couple levels of barbarian? Yep. Yeah. Here are here are we. Here is exhibit A. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> she just tells the customer to leave. Yeah. He has no options. No. Grabs the merchant, holds the knife to his neck, and demands where to know where he got the pendant. Yeah. The guy who clearly has been strong armed before and knows how to keep his own life is like, look, I got it from a merchant. If you like it, it's yours with my blessing. And she takes it, it is clearly the same pennant that Kanan had. And he's she's like, Where what else did you get with this? And she's shown a box with jewelry in it. And one has a necklace that someone in her village got for her coming of age. Another is a ring that was Hollings. Yeah. And the merchant, who has recovered from the knife, is like, look, I'll give you the pendant, but, like, I paid for all this shit. Like, business is business. You know what, dude? Fuck off before she kills you. <laughs> there's, It's one of those where, like, there's a little part of me that's like, you know, business is business. The other part of me, like, you need to know who you're talking He's to. He's gotten pretty brave. Like, I mean, it's a risk. It's a risk. It's a calculation. If he doesn't make any money, he can't eat. So either yeah. way, he's fucked. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, the trader got these from someone who comes through fairly regularly, who may visit again today. Mm-hmm. He can make introductions. Um, and yeah, I actually have a necklace similar to that one. I am wearing it now. Here's all the dead people jewelry. Here you I go. I am wearing dead this, people jewelry. This, this, okay. Actually. Yeah, this is fine. This was live person jewelry. Uh-huh. Um, the guys come back to the control room and Atlantis update Sam that there wasn't much on Hoff, where this whole other plot line comes up. Uh, Remember when I said this episode was like jam packed? Uh, yeah. Jam? It was, it's real jammy, this one. Uh, Todd's subspace tracking device is active again. Sam's like, in I case was just, we didn't have enough on our fucking plates. I was just sitting here waiting for you to share the fun news. Yay. Maybe he wants to talk. Maybe wants to kill us. No, like any of it. There's only one way to find out, John says. Mm-hmm. So they turn around and head right back out. McKay hasn't even had lunch yet. And Sam tells Chuck to dial it up. But poor McKay, I'm feeling for him. I know. I would be real hungry, too. At least, like, have a sandwich. <laughs> Sam, you know him well enough. Give Just him, yeah. have a sandwich to hand him as he walks away. Some sort of, like, warm Tupperware. Yeah. Like, whatever's in it, he'll eat it, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, I'm thinking like even like uh, like just one of those sandwiches in the box situation. Yeah, or this is where burritos. We've seen they have shine. Them. Speaking of Carson in Sunday, they had like the little like sandwich, oh yeah sandwiches yeah the little triangle box. boxes yeah. yeah. In the cryo market, the merchant that we know is is setting up more gear, and he sort of gets mm-hmm. Lauren's attention and nods toward the trader coming his way. Lauren gets there right as the trader is taking up more jewelry, commenting how great it is. And Lauren's like, hey, dude, where'd you get the goods? He's a good cop. He's giving it the good cop vibes. Lauren, there's no way Lauren could ever play bad cop. No, he's, he's too just, pretty. He's just too, he's just too pretty. 
Uh, the guy looks back, looks at the merchant, just throws his bag at Lord and his distraction to run the opposite way. Yep. Real, su- real subtle. Real, yeah, they did it. Real innocent looking. Mm-hmm. Throwing chairs and shit behind him, Lauren goes after him. But don't worry, as the trader runs down past some columns, Taylor just takes, just comes out from behind one of them with a a tree. But ba- yeah, bad cup to whatever the fuck she could find. She's lucky he doesn't. She he did. She didn't like pick up another person to just smack him with. Barbarian. Uh huh. They time to a chair in an empty building. Yep. Uh, Lauren throws some water at him to wake him up. Yep. His his whole Lauren's whole team is there. Tino had some muscle. Yeah, just in case. Lauren holds up the box. And he wants to know where he got the stuff. Mm-hmm. And the trader doesn't answer things. So between like I trade so much I can't keep track, or I can't give up my sources trade secret, like he's not worried about. Lauren. It doesn't matter how stern Lauren sounds. Like the trader knows the uniforms. He's heard stories. You're do gooders from Atlantis. You're not gonna hurt me. Yeah, he's meta gaming. Yeah. He's like, I know your people. And then we hear a voice off screen. Taylor's like, I don't wear a uniform. Yep. And Bitch. Lauren's, Lauren's like, I know how to step away right now. Smart <laughs> man. This is no longer my place. And the trader doesn't really find a pregnant woman intimidating. She just oh. uses that branch to knock him over. Yeah. And he knows what will frighten him. She just very calmly goes to leave with the team, saying that they'll just tell the villagers that he's a wraith worshiper. Oh. Because she knows what they'll do to a wraith worshiper. Yep. Yep. Sucks to be you, dude. Yeah, that 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 frightens him enough. He's like, look, I got the items from an off-world dumping ground. Usually it's just corpses there, things that need to be disappeared. And Taylor's like, huh? Yeah. And Lauren goes, you removed this merchandise from the dead? He goes, no, well, not that merchandise. Other shit I get. No, no, I wasn't very specific. And I know that this is now very confusing for you all. And I should, <laughs> maybe I should reword that and yeah. come at that from a different angle. Instead, I thought what I thought was a grave. And I dug it up and it wasn't a body. It was a box with mm. all those items. Mm-hmm. Taylor doesn't even let him finish. And is like, take us to there. You have no options. This is what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. So John McCain, Ronan arrive on a planet. There's also, a it's cruiser. fucking weird that there's a planet to dump your bodies. Weirdly, that doesn't surprise me. It's, yeah. It's just a little, like, fuck this universe. I know. Well, it's one of those where I feel like in movies. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if it works in real life because I don't want to think about the nefarious parts of our world that much. But sure. In movies, like, there's always that one part of the city that sure. it's, like, where you deposit yeah, 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 things yeah, that you need disappeared. So if you have access to a gate network where there might be a planet that's uninhabited. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but there's a Wraith cruiser on the planet where the boys are, or the guys are. Mm-hmm. They take no time starting to sneak through the cruiser. Ronan finds some dead Wraith. No marks on them. Because they were poisoned, Todd tells them as he oh. walks out. Oh, look, it's our buddy Todd. Everyone the points their guns. And Todd assumes that they know how they died of poison. Yeah. Yep. I'm Sorry, the... I'm adjusting my seat. It's fine. You have to be precarious because there is a dog underfoot. Yeah. She's sleeping. I'm back. So on their way back to the Stargate, Lauren is smart and safe and they're going to radio atlantis first mm-hmm. he knows how important this is for taylor but just taylor let us check out this planet first no. like 
I'm not going to keep you from it. Just let us scout ahead. Mm-hmm. Just let us go ahead of you. Just a little bit. And that's when they hear the familiar sound of a dart. God damn it. Everyone dives out of the way, but the traitor grabs Taylor and leans into the dart beam. Motherfucker. And Lauren and his men watch as the dart flies away with Taylor. Yep. It was a trap. Well, fuck. Trappity trap time. I know, Kaylee. Well, fuck. So apparently, a number of Todd's underlings have died via mm-hmm. this poison. And John's like, that's a shame. Yeah. Not our problem. Sucks to suck, dude. And really, I mean, because Todd gathered that this blow to the wraith was delivered at great toss to humans. Like, that's something that you would have made your problem in the past. With, you know, humans dying mm-hmm. and the like. I mean, unless you did this and you now consider the human life sacrificed as quote-unquote acceptable losses. Listen, first of all, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and second of all, eat shit. <laughs> John clarifies that actually Todd was on the shot that mm, Todd was on the Todd was on the top of the Atlanta shirtlist on who did this. Yep. Caffeine. Caffeine is gonna help you. I mean, what better way to stick it to your competition than to, you know, kill your food source? Yeah. Todd is almost flattered that the Lantis would think of this. Like, almost flattered. But this is affecting all Wraith, not just his enemies. And Todd actually called Atlantis because while it's obvious that he hates to ask this, he needs Atlantis's help. Todd and John are the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme (laughs) for a minute here. Yeah. But actually, it was none of them. Uh, Todd just wants all of the research on the Hoffman drug Uh so he can make a cure. Look, he's going to make a cure for only his hive. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, well then, sure. And John's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And I love Todd. Just, he, just this fucking manipulator. He's like, well, you always say that, but then you always come around. <laughs> just yeah. gaslight him a little more, why don't yeah, you? I mean, yeah. John's Oof. like, look, maybe that's the way it was, but then you tried to invade and take Earth, so we're less likely to help you now. And uh-huh. Todd's like, look, I had no part in that. Well, but you did, though. You actually did, McKay points out. Yeah. The guy who led the attack was able to access the Midway because the information that Todd stole from McKay when he was on Atlantis. And Todd's like, well, then in turn, he stole it from me. So we're both victims. And this is a discussion for another time. I do love him turning that around that way. Yeah. I, too, am a victim. <laughs> I are also sad now. My my people die. No, maybe, yes. Todd's proposal in exchange for the information on the Hoffman drug, he is going to tell them who is responsible for for dispersing the poison and killing both Wraith and humans. Mm -hmm. Ronan, fucking awesome, has been silent most of this time as like two minutes ago you thought we did it. Yeah. So. So what is that? (laughs) What the fuck? Yes, well... Todd knew of two options. So if it's not you, process of elimination, there can be only one. (laughs) 
And if you saw the guest credits, you know who else it could be because, you know, other great enemies on this show. Yep. It's time. It's time. Although my mind always goes, we haven't seen Repla, Repla Weir in a while. Ha- and we so haven't seen. We only I, saw Repla Weir once. I'm anxious about when that's going to rear wear its head. <laughs> I also like that you have been really good at blatantly ignoring the guest credits at the beginning of the episode. So you had no clue who this was. It for. helps that I'm useless about. If I like. I. I when you like see something weird and you're supposed to be like, can you recall what it was? Yeah. And it's like, no. no, I can tell you how it felt. <laughs> really good at telling you how that moment felt. Can't tell you what it visually I looked fucking like. see shit because I'm dumb. <laughs> I like to think that it came from a self uh, preservation mm-hmm. aspect of growing up in what could have been known as like a rough neighborhood, I yeah. guess. And being like, I don't see anything. I, see I don't nothing. know anything. I see nobody. I am face blind. Face, I have face yeah. blindness. Mine, uh, mine. I, I'm, I'm slightly the same, but I think it's just because my head works so fast that I've like already moved on to other shits. Now, yeah, taking it in, not important. Trashed it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we moved on. Yeah. No reason for me to keep that, so I didn't. There is limited space in my head, <laughs> yeah. and I curate what stays in. Yeah. Um. So we come to Taylor. Mm-hmm. She is in a wraith cell. And she stands in shock and surprise when she sees, walking in, none other than Michael. Of course. Is this where you said my favorite line? (laughs) Well, it's like, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my actions. Well, that was was earlier with the scene Uh, with with Todd. I gotcha. When we're just talking about the Hoff and drug in general. Yep, that's right. From Atlantis's perspective, uh-huh. if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Oh, look at that. Look, it's Michael. Michael did it. So back in Atlantis, John and McKay are updating Sam and Keller in Sam's office. And yeah, Todd gave them way too much information. And our team is smart and can narrow this shut down on their own based on the information. Pretty sure the only option is Michael. Our buddy Michael. Which again, neither of these women were here for, mm-hmm. but know of. Yeah, well, so, it's easier to remember when it's, like, written down somewhere, I guess. Well, no, I'm just more of, like, we obviously don't have enough room for these scenes, but I would love to know what their perspective is on the entire Michael situation as people who were not here at the time. Yeah, there was a whole <laughs> side-eye conversation between these two women where you, it was, like, can you believe what these motherfuckers like, have been doing? What the fuck? They were having those conversations where you either go up really high by the end of because you're judging people. Super judgy. Or it's like, does it go really low because you're judging people? It's just real judgy. It is real. What the hell were they thinking? It's a really, yeah. And it's one of those moments where you become a, like an us versus them thing. Like A little bit. I would have never do that. Oh, I know you wouldn't. I wouldn't allow them to do that. Oh, I know. I know. I'm telling. I know. It's it's yeah. The, it's one of those. The whole. I want to know the size of the file on Michael. Yeah. The Michael file. Yeah. What was, what was Sam's or Keller 
What was Keller's reaction? That's what I'm saying. Like, they're both sitting there like... When they first read that, um, like, what the fuck? I would never. Carson, you are better than this. But they're also a little bit loving it. I don't know. A little bit like that. Maybe Sam is. Yeah. Um, Not loving it like joyful, but like that hate thread. Yeah. That... <laughs> Hey, scroll. Oh, just like what else is going to be going on in yeah. this? Oh, Where does this end? I can't what? stop picking at this exactly. scab, but yeah. Okay. So considering the grudge Michael has against the Wraith for not accepting him in his hybrid form and also that he just doesn't like humans, this drug is perfect to him. Sure. But right now- I hate all the parts of myself. Yeah. Right now this is speculation. They have no real proof. You know, they can go back to Todd and see if it has anything more than just a name. And Keller's kind of shocked. She's like, are we even considering giving him this research? Yeah, guys, is this a bad time for us right now? McKay's like, why not? Like, it's Mm. not going to be in the Wraith's best interest to poison their food supply. And actually, he's thinking, you know, short term, they make an antidote, but then long term, they focus on weaponizing it, mm-hmm. cutting out the whole human food middleman and pretty sure they just find a way for Wraith to kill off other Wraith, which John's like, it could be a good thing to give him the research on the Hoffman drug. Oh, how has this all worked out for us in the past? <laughs> I know. I know. These type of slightly uh, moral quandary type mm-hmm. of decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. I mean, uh, look, the concept of it only killing Wraith and not killing humans, mm-hmm. sure. But there is a lot of, like, questionable shit in the middle before we get to there. Yeah. You can't just skim over that part. No. I guess is what I'm saying. Don't worry. They do, though. And when Chuck announces an incoming wormhole, everyone heads out. Oh, Lorne. Oh. Oh, Lorne, I feel for you so badly coming through that gate and immediately seeing John and Sam and the rest of Taylor's team and having to... There is no Taylor with you. Like, don't ask. She's not here. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask. Just don't. Just don't ask. I know. Shit got fucked up. Like... You can't, you can't go, Lauren. Where's Taylor? No. When he shows up with all of his team except Taylor, you just don't ask it. Just don't ask it. Just be Look, like, I'm not angry. What do we do now? I'm just disappointed. Oh, don't. <laughs> but yeah. But also, yeah. Yeah. So Taylor is sitting in that cell, wanting to know what Michael wants, why she's here, for Michael to say fucking anything. And Michael's like, look, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I expected more gratitude Mm. for everything I went through to arrange this family reunion. Yikes. And that's when she realizes who kidnapped her people. Yep. This asshat. It was Michael. So she's going to be the one to kill Michael after all that time where she was the one who was like, I don't know that we should kill Michael. Yeah. Maybe this was a terrible thing that we shouldn't have done. Yeah. You want to know how to piss Taylor off? How fucking shitty is it that she's the one who saw this coming and she's the one who suffers consequences? Yeah. So 
Michael tells her that they're alive and they're well and they're working with him towards the common goal they all share, the extermination of the Wraith. Mm-hmm. He is building an army to replace the Wraith as the dominant race in the galaxy. And yes, his early attempts were crude, but he's refining the retrovirus. So now his army has the abilities far beyond humans without the one weakness of the Wraith. No need to feed. And he shows his hand. He doesn't have the weird, like... Interesting. What, mouth? The weird, yeah, mouthy. I was going to say hand something mouth. way dirtier, but yeah. Hand suckers. Yeah. Hand vagina. <laughs> hand, hand vagina was it. Yeah. Yeah. My second more like a hand butthole. That's fine. Hand butthole. Mm-hmm. Hand sarlacc pit. Yeah, there you go. It's a hand sarlacc. Hand worm. Um, <laughs> it's like sandworm, but handier. <laughs> so Taylor comes to the same realization that the others did earlier that Michael spread the virus. Yep. She has more questions. <laughs> How did they? How did he find out about the drug? How did he find it? And and Michael, as he's walking away, just says he had help. Oh boy! Which that is like a giant clue when you look at it in retrospect, yep. knowing the end of the episode. I'm telling you, my brain kept going to the replicators, yeah. and I was like struggling. And it's just because, and I think they planted the re- the replicator that yeah. way, repliweer. Because of this, like, so that your brain's always got that in its back pocket. Just that looming threat. It's like a magic trick, right? You're looking at the hand that's waving. Yeah. You're looking at the hand that's waving. So you never see the other one come punch you in nope. the face. That's how magic tricks work. They punch you in the face. Yeah, that's how, that's how it's, they just, <laughs> yep. Magicians are just assholes that go around punching people. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay. Um, and... He continues to walk away, not telling Taylor any more about her people as she yells out at mm-hmm. him. So the Taylorless team heads back to Todd's Hive, where another wraith has died, and the others, after some weapon pointing from our team, uh, drag them away. Yep. And Todd assumes the Atlantis has agreed to his terms, and they're like, not exactly. Mm. We already know who did this. Yep. Pretty sure it's Michael. Used to be a wraith. Not sure what he is now. And Todd sort of sighs. He's like, yeah, I figured. I figured not that's a wraith. who it was. Not yet human. Sorry. And John notices that Todd just gave him a f- confirmation for free. Oof. Look, Todd knows Atlantis wants more from him. It's the only reason they'd be here. Yep. Ronan in the back is like, maybe we just came to kill you. Because <laughs> did you? And John's like, Ronan unfortunately, always has no. to just be like, hey, I want to kill you. Just in case Todd wasn't in case sure. I, in case you forgot. <laughs> I just want to kill you, okay? I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Todd doesn't miss that point. <laughs> in case you forgot, uh, the only reason I don't kill you is because John won't let me. Basically. Bye. And and I like that Todd's like, well, there's always next time. <laughs> Don't give up, Ronan. <laughs> Keep trying. I think Todd Keep as- smiling. <laughs> I think Todd assumes that Ronan will be the one to kill oh, him. Oh yeah. Just doesn't uh, know when. When it's time. <laughs> if Todd lives to old age yeah. and it's time, he's gonna go find Ronan and be like, do it. The only reason Ronan's still alive in a hundred years is because he hasn't killed Todd yeah. yet. Yeah. So it's keeping him going. Yeah. It, like Todd almost is like, I'm just going to let him have it. Yeah. Like, I have to stay alive so that he can kill me. So now um, Atlantis suspects that Taylor was taken by Michael. Mm-hmm. 
So they need intel on how to find him. So McKay hands him a tablet. There is locations to a relay station that Todd could use to send Atlantis a message. And it also has some research on the Hoffman drug. If you get intel on Michael, Todd can have the rest of the information couple on of the treats. Hoffman drug. Just a couple of treats uh-huh. in there for you. And he walks away. Mm-hmm. I like that Ronan is for sure the last to leave that room. Oh, yeah. Because he's not taking eyes off Todd. Nope. He's going to walk end. backwards out of there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like overdramatic. There's no way that Ronan is turning his back on Todd. Never. So Michael shows up with food for Taylor because she's refusing to eat. And he tries to show her that's not poisoned and reminds her that she needs strength. Then I'm like, you don't okay. know Taylor enough if you think that's going to ensure her that it's not poisoned. His way of reminding her that it's not poison is so creepy. It's and so makes me go, creepy. No, that's more poisoned because <laughs> now you stuck your gross, disgusting yeah. finger in there and I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. And she knocks it out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Why do you care about my well-being alien? You know, and it, he's like, I actually care a great deal. Mm-hmm. Look, this this gets God. This is so fucking creepy. And he's like, Look, I know we aren't friends. We have a history. And you know, Taylor, yes, has betrayed him time and again. But she is the only one, human or wraith, who has ever come close to understanding mm. what he's going through. Taylor's like, really, dude? Ew. Ew, ew, ew. I don't like you. Really, dude? Yeah. And to Todd, he considers them both hybrids. She's like, yeah, but I'm not a murderer. Yeah. And he goes, well, you kill to protect yourself in your own. And that's what I do. Just a slightly larger scale. Same idea. I mean, technically not wrong. I was like, Technically not wrong. You know, they always say villains are heroes in their own stories. Yep. And and when Taylor does not agree, you can see Michael's a little hurt. Um, you know, but hate hate him all you want, Taylor. You know, but don't hurt your child. Mm. Mama Bear's unleashed at that point. Just when you thought things were getting creepiest. Mama Bear is released at that point. And even more horrifically. We learned that Michael has great plans for Taylor's kid. Uh, and then just walks away. His little Wraith baby monster. Uh, 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 baby Wraith monster. So McKay's just... Wolf. Like the Minotaur. Can you tell I'm reading Ariadne? Yeah. It's just like a little baby Wraith monster. He's going to use this power as leverage. McKay's just shoveling food down his gullet. And John and Ronan are like in awe. But have no food of their own. Like, yeah. how can you eat right now? McKay's like, how are you not eating? Because my blood sugars are low and I eat my feelings. This is our first Disney meal all day. Like, we can't find Taylor starving ourselves. We have to keep up our strength. Well, yeah. And that also, the idea of not eating, it's like, no. Do you know how many of us eat our feelings? Well, I also have a hunch. John and Ronan are just like, but we're not hungry right now. And McKay's like, hey, fuck you, normal people. I don't know when I'm going to get another meal again. Yes. Listen, (laughs) some of us have food issues. Don't judge. Yeah. So Sam comes up uh, to them with some info. Todd didn't come through. There is a rumor among some Wraith worshippers about someone from Atlantis being held captive. Look at that line again from seeing the end of the episode. Yes. And they have coordinates. I mean, they're not wrong. 
No. <laughs> and before John can even ask for Lauren and his team, Lord already volunteered because I have a hunch he's feeling a little guilty. He's like, can I not be here where I am right now? Because <laughs> I need to do something to fix problem. I I did the, I broke it. So they're going to gate to the nearest planet and the Daedalus will pick them up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So Taylor tells the figure who comes and stands next to her cell that she is not hungry, but when she turns, it is actually Kanan. Hmm. Who is clearly not quite human anymore. I'm a little bit of Wraithy now. And he just looks at her with these empty, it's like this empty gaze. A little bit of Wraithy now. A little bit of Wraithy now. So she tries to reach out to him like, it's me, it's Taylor. I came as you asked. And it's when Michael steps forward. She came as Michael asked. Oh, creepy Michael! He was the one in the visions, disguised, of course, which Taylor refuses to believe. And Michael's like, look, I told you we had a bonds. I reached out across 10,000 light years and I touched your minds. Oh, by the way, once the kid is born, our bond will be even stronger. God. It's my baby now, too. Oh, oh, oh. It's just so fucking creepy. Baby Wraith the monster. <laughs> I don't like any of this. And sort of, Kanan reacts for the first time, and she pleads with him. Oh, this is like, um, Mike was like, Rejoin your, enjoy your reunion, and he walks away. Mm. And she pleads with him to help their child. And he just says that their child will serve the cause and will one day the galaxy will be ours. And then he just walks away and Taylor, like, Taylor fucking blue screams. I'm Wraith Believer Taylor's now. like, you literally see her hopes and dreams shattering everything. in front of your face. Yeah, everything you've ever known to be true. Just blue screening. Yeah, fuck. Fuck, fuck. On the day of the list, they're coming out of hyperspace right after destination, and after a quick scan, they cannot find Taylor's subcutaneous transmitter, which shouldn't surprise any of them because, you know, Michael would get rid of it easily. Sure. So they have to do things the hard way, which Ronan's actually happy at. <laughs> yeah. So they Thank God I can shoot a thing exactly. again. Exactly. That's basically what's going through Ronan's yeah. head. Technology, no. no Shooting like, things? Yes. yes. So they beam down, the two teams split up, and they start searching. The place is very, like, Janai Bunker vibes to it. It does. It yeah. definitely does. I agree. Um, And it's not like Michael to just take over an unused, abandoned bunker, for sure. Mm. And John, find, they find a door. They start creeping into it, but then come under fire from behind from a Wraith worshiper using a Wraith stunner. Fire fight ensues. Lauren's team hears this gunfire and starts making their way over, but they also have their own situation to deal with as they come under their own firefight. Yeah. Now it's just John and his team hear Lauren's firefight kind of bouncing back and forth, and they creep up on the human that was just shooting at them, who's like trying to crawl away into the shadows. Mm-hmm. In orbit, Wraith Cruiser comes out of hyperspace right in front of the Daedalus. Thankfully, their shields got up fast enough, and there's now a space battle going on as well. I did forget. I wanted to mention how I loved the hero shot when they beam down from the the Daedalus. Because they're like, wait, let me get into my action pose. Action pose. Okay, now beam me up. (laughs) SG-1 did that all the time, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Caldwell tells John what's going on. I mean, the Daedalus is doing fine for now, but you know, don't 
dilly dally. Uh, okay. Just hurry it up a bit. Oh. John goes up to the injured man, presses him a bit, and goes, "Who's your boss?" Yep. And the guy's like, "Well, you just you're too early. He's on his oh, way no. with an important prisoner." Oh no! John makes that connection and quickly tells Caldwell he cannot destroy that ship because Taylor might be on John it. John Doe's got the upper hand. John Doe's got the upper hand. Which also stuns Caldwell a bit, but he hears it, he registers it, so they try to cripple the ship. But while they're trying to figure out how to do that, the ship is so badly damaged already, before they can stop it, the ship makes it into hyperspace. This absolutely 100% is the same vibes that you get at the end of 7. Have you went, you've seen 10? Okay. No. The, okay, so then the lines that I've been yelling, <laughs> both during the show and now during the episode, don't make sense. Nope. But I will share. I was rolling with it, though. I will share. So at the end of 7, yeah. the, you know, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman are hunting this bad guy. And Brad Pitt's married and he's got a wife yeah. and this guy is, hunt, is is killing people based on the seven deadly sins. That part I and, knew. And, and I'm going to spoil the end for you. I have no issues Spoilers, with that movie if being you've spoiled. never seen the movie Seven. Uh, this John Doe. Yeah. This bad guy wants to be one of the people killed because of Brad Pitt's wrath. Okay. So... He sends everybody on this wild goose hunt into the desert to find something in the box. In the box is Brad Pitt's wife's head. Okay, and I think once, that sounds vaguely familiar. And so this is like, what's on the ship is what's in the box. Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? And then Morgan Freeman sees it. Morgan Freeman is the guy who's figuring out that Taylor's on the ship. And they're like, <laughs> he's got the upper hand. He's got, don't let him get away. <laughs> John Doe's got the upper hand. We're Morgan Freeman eating at you right now. And then it's like, no. And then they lose. Well, Caldwell has to tell John that they lost the ship. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. It's like Lauren telling John they lost Taylor. Just a lot of losing. We just keep losing things. Thankfully, so, it's not her head, but it's her full body. While this is going on, Lauren's team is, is still holding their own, but Ronan shows up to help in the problem. Uh-huh. And Lauren's like, well, any sign of Taylor and John's like, no, she's not here. Well, Lauren knows that guard was definitely guarding something. Uh huh. So they go to the door that the guard was guarding. Yes. John shoots the lock off of it. Yep. They open it, all guns pointed, an ultimate shock and surprise to find probably the last person they ever expected to find inside that room, none other than good friend to all. Dr. Carson Beckett. <laughs> Grace is shaking her head so badly right now. No. You're not super happy? I don't understand. You're not super happy? It's Carson's back. Oh, I'm happy to have Carson back. <laughs> I don't believe that he's back. I don't believe any of you people. I don't believe any of this. It's all lies. I don't trust it. I mean, I'm scared. Listen, no one's dead in sci-fi. No one ever really dies. <laughs> it's a terrible line. Can't remember what it's from. It's like they say it a lot in something. I don't remember where. You, uh, your brain's still blue screened from seeing Carson. <laughs> I don't know what to think. So I they, don't know what to think they, or feel. They beautifully, like I said earlier, they did not have Polly's name in the like guest stars at the beginning of the episode in the same way they didn't have Tori's 
when we saw Repliweer at the end of the episode? I'm convinced it's like a Replicarson or some. I don't know. I just don't know. I feel really weird about it all. But Carson's back. But Carson is Okay, fine. I'll take it at face value. Carson's back. I mean, listen, the Bring Back Carson Beckett campaign was real strong. Oh, I bet. I bet. I'm surprised. I'm surprised it held steam for that long. And I will say, um, this is this is non-spoiler, um, but the powers that beaks, I forget who specifically said it, said that they laid the groundwork for Carson this this reveal for Carson to come back. They laid the groundwork at the end of the third season. Interesting. Yeah. Now I have to remember the end of the third season. <laughs> okay. Wowza. Yeah. So much. So I'm done. <laughs> I want to watch the next episode. We can, we can do that. Because Carson. Okay, guys. Here we go. Yep. Okay. Part yeah. two, I guess? Yeah, Kindred Part Two is next. John Doe's got the upper hand. <laughs> Carson's in the box. <laughs> Find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Read us, like us, review us. No, patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Carson's back. Okay, bye. I love Carson.